Business Minds, presented by the Florida Business Journals, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. The commercial real estate sector is the focus, as Jacksonville Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Tim Gibbons connects with Greg Cohen, co-founder of JWB Real Estate Capital, for an outlook on the year ahead. I do appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Obviously a, uh, a fun time in today's economy to talk about real estate and where we've been and where we're going. Eager to hear what you see on the horizon. So obviously here in Jacksonville, we're well familiar with JWB, but since this is going out statewide, talk a little bit about what the company is and what you do. Well, so JWB is here to make investing in rental properties simple and easy and profitable for everyday investors. You know, for a long time, people have seen the opportunity to invest in rental properties as being profitable or the potential to earn profits, but the experience has been what has been keeping them from trying to do it. And so our whole business is built around creating a wonderful experience while being a real estate investor. And our clients typically are those who would never call themselves real estate investors, busy professionals, those who live far outside Jacksonville invest with us. Uh, and they just rely on our team to be able to create a great experience to be able to produce the best risk adjusted returns for them. And that's what we've been doing for 17 years now. So what is the state of the rental market in Jacksonville now? Obviously it's marked by a lot of in-migration and a lot of those people, even if they do end up buying homes at some point, they move to an area they're looking to rent. What's your take on the market? Well, I've been doing this for 17 years, as I mentioned there, and I don't ever remember such changes within a real estate market within one year. Um, as we're recording this here in the middle of January, we were just doing our just kind of year wrap up uh, reviews with our different departments internally. And I was just thinking about what life was like in Q1 of 2022 and what life was like in Q4 of 2022. It's just completely different. So the rate and the pace of change in 2022 was extraordinary. We had the fastest rise of interest rates in the last 40 years. And in real estate, of course, and especially in rental properties, you know, that can have a dramatic effect. And so you've got that, you've got challenges to affordability um, as prices have risen, you know, 15, 20% for consecutive years here in Jacksonville. And so that really creates a challenge for affordability, which affects demand. But then on the other side, and what doesn't get talked about a lot is you still have an undersupply of housing here. And, you know, Timothy, you invited me here, she's probably a year ago or two years ago, and we talked a lot about the undersupply of housing. Well, not much has really changed there. What people don't realize is that, you know, from a, a metric perspective, the way we measure this is called months of inventory. And the months of inventory number showing an undersupply of housing is, is actually very similar to what it was prior to the big boom which happened right after the March of 2020, right after COVID, right? Your months of inventory, your undersupply measurement is roughly what it was. And then you just saw 15 to 20% appreciation for two years consecutively. So that would give a different perspective that you're in a place where you could see actual home prices going up. So it is an interesting market to say the least. The great thing, and I'm glad you asked about the rental market is that, you know, Jacksonville, because of population growth and because when you have affordability demands that actually creates demand for renting, is in a wonderful place that rents are expected to increase in 2023 and beyond. And that really is the backbone of an investment for our investors. It's that rental income that comes in. So we're excited about the market here, although people are learning to invest for a different reason. For those investors who 
have been thinking about investing for short-term gains and short-term big pops of appreciation. It's really never the way that you win in investing in rental properties. So those folks, you know, probably aren't going to invest uh, going forward, which, you know, it's all about the long-term. So that works well. That's a very different uh, sort of mentality. Are you trying to get that big pop? And that's always been the thing with, with any type of real estate investing of the the people who are looking for the quick gains. It's a very different sort of mindset than people who are in it for the long haul. Absolutely. You mentioned affordability, and obviously that is an issue that Florida as a as a state is dealing with. Um, we keep on having people move in, houses are being built, but as you said, the inventory is not or is barely keeping up pace with the influx of people. As somebody who spends their day you know, thinking about real estate, what should be done on, on either a, a Jacksonville basis or a statewide basis to deal with the affordability question? You know, the answer to affordability is density. And so from a policy perspective, from a housing perspective, we can create ways to create more density that drops or keeps home prices lower, uh, which solves the affordability crisis. So we have a tremendous amount of opportunity here. In Jacksonville, we have a lot of land compared to other markets as well. And so if we can work on ways to create more density, do it in the appropriate manner, but create more density, meaning more housing units on the same amount of land you know, that's really the key to making sure that home prices stay affordable. One of the things from a, a sitting here in Jacksonville standpoint, JWB almost kind of sort of has two businesses. I mean, I know you have multiple companies there, but there's the the rental property portfolio management side of things. And then there's all the investment that JWB is doing in downtown Jacksonville, which obviously you know, is on pace to have more people move here, a lot of development going on. JWB is obviously bullish on downtown Jacksonville, but what do you see the future being? Well, specifically about downtown, I just wrote an article here that you all published on the Business Journal, which I appreciate. And it was talking about the phases of revitalization in a downtown. And the cool thing here is that, you know, we don't have to make this stuff up. We've seen what a revitalized downtown looks like in Nashville or Charlotte or Denver and some of these other success stories. And so we can kind of see the phases there. And, you know, in Jacksonville and in other downtowns, there's really five phases. Right now, Jacksonville is in somewhere between phases three and four. That's where you start to see not just projects being funded, but projects actually being completed. And so JWB has a number of projects and our very first major renovation, uh, which is the Florida Baptist Convention building. We took a building that was vacant for 30, 40 years it was funny when I first walked it with my business partners as we had it under contract to purchase, there was actually a forest growing near the top of this building inside the building. And, and all those um, vines you had to clear out. I remember the, the uh, you know, I, I saw it then in the pictures. It's just astounding, the idea of how, how much vegetation could be removed from a building. It was unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it. And uh, through the help of uh, a lot of our partners, we had a, a one, we have a wonderful relationship with Alden White, who was our general contractor. We were able to bring that project in on time. We actually are just about to, to get the certificate of occupancy and that will be 24 uh, apartments. And it will also have uh, three uh, retail spaces on the ground floor, most of which will be restaurants downtown. So these buildings are not just theory now, they are happening and we are not the only developers that are doing this. This has to be a, a really a team centric approach beyond just one developer. And so, yeah, so Jacksonville has this incredible opportunity. And, and I think the most exciting thing is that it's not vision or theory anymore. It's not just JWB and a few others who are saying, hey, listen, this is the next big thing. 
it's actually happening. And so when you see us being in phases three or four, what people I think don't realize, especially being here locally, is that once you get to the point where rents downtown uh, for commercial buildings and for residential support the numbers for developers to come in and they don't have to get incentive dollars, when they see pretty much a canvas like you see in Jacksonville, these developers want to be there and they come very quickly once the numbers pencil out. Right now, the rents aren't high enough for the numbers to pencil out. And that's why developers still need incentive dollars to do it. But those days are numbered. And so once this happens to where the numbers pencil out, the rents that they can earn from these investments will justify their return on investment, justify the investment. Then you're going to see a lot of activity in a short period of time. And that's how a downtown revitalizes very quickly, like what we have seen in Nashville. Right. You know, 10, 15 years ago, people didn't talk about going to downtown Nashville. And then, you know, Nashville is, you know, it it hosted the NFL draft two years ago or whatnot. So it's a very quick process. And I think we're on the precipice of it. And so I don't think people will recognize downtown Jacksonville five years from now. So a line about things going slowly and then all at once. It, uh, you know, the, the, I've been here, you know, some 20 years and the, number of times where people talk about, oh, you know, is it now? Is it downtown's time now? And there's never been a match of the business cycle, the the development cycle, and all of those hopes and dreams. But things seem to be better matched this time. You mentioned interest rates a moment ago, and this goes a little bit more of a, a broader picture sort of thing. But obviously, the Fed is talking about or the expectations that the Fed will raise rates again when they meet in February. As you look over the next you know, 12, 11 months, where do you see things going on the investment front? Well, I think it's largely going to be driven by the Fed. And I think what's pretty clear is that we're heading into a recession in 2023. But the question is, what type of recession will it be? And you know, a lot of that, you know, clearly my sphere is real estate. So what effect will it have on the real estate market? You know, if you're just looking at it from the supply side, I could, like I was mentioning, could easily see a, you know, a path here where home prices could go up. But if the Fed continues to raise interest rates like it just did over the last six months, it's hard to imagine that happening. So we've never been at a time where the Fed is has as big of a problem as they have right now and is in inflation and realize that they have to do something in short order. So They're the big X factor. I think we have a long way to go when it comes to inflation. It's nice that our our CPI, our consumer price index, just dropped uh, to 6.5%. It was as high as 9.1%. So it's nice that that came down. But people need to realize that that is a far way away from 2%, which is what the Fed's mandate is. You know, and in order for the Fed to get that number down to roughly 2%, unfortunately, there's going to have to be some pain in our economy. That's just the way it works. So what I would say from an investment perspective is, you know, those folks should be thinking about where they have their money now and what assets tend to do better in recessionary times and what assets don't. And if you look over the last 11 recessions, seven out of the last 11 recessions, Stock market lost value, S&P lost uh, 500 lost value, seven out of 11 times. You can choose to put your money into asset classes that have a lot more consistency, a lot more capital preservation built into them. And I think this is a time to be focusing on making those types of choices as we head into uh, investing in 2023. Greg Cohen joining us. Next, his reflections on 17 years in commercial real estate. 
when Florida Business Minds continues. People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. Committed to being a leader in Florida's economic growth and to delivering clean and efficient natural gas solutions in a responsible way. More at floridasenergy.com. You talk about seven of the last 11 recessions. Famously, JWB started after one of those. And I've talked to you and your business partners about the challenges of launching a real estate company when you know the bottom had fallen out of the real estate market. Yeah. Clearly, over the past 17 years, you've gone through a variety of ups and downs in the economy, in the business cycle. What key takeaways do you have? What's been the biggest lesson you've learned over that time? 17 years is, uh, we just celebrated that anniversary. As I reflect back, you know, early on as a struggling business, you just wanted to have some success. And you were so excited when, when you could just afford to pay the bills every single month. And I think that is a, that's a wonderful accomplishment for any business. But if businesses are lucky enough to get there early on, many of them stay stagnant, right? They stay while that revenue stream is coming in, things are good. But what I've learned in the last 17 years, and I feel like I've lived about 100 years in real estate in the last 17 years as we've gone through the Great Recession and then you know, COVID and then now, it's that things are cyclical. And if you understand that things are cyclical, then you can start to make you know, uh, proactive moves to make sure that you're prepared no matter what cycle is thrown at you. And so when I think about what we started to do, when we really started to understand that things are temporary in the real estate world, meaning like what cycle you're in today may not be the cycle you're in tomorrow is we started to build our business based on the idea that we would be able to thrive no matter what real estate cycle we're in. Um, you've seen our property management arm grow tremendously. In 2018, we opened up our doors of property management, not just to serving the clients who purchased investment properties with us, but to the general public. And we had about 1,500 properties under management in 2018. We're now at about 5,000 properties under management. Well, part of that reason and a big a, a big part of that reason is to make sure that we had that recurring revenue coming in because property management is a business that is countercyclical. When home prices are not skyrocketing, when it's tougher to sell your house, people generally look for property management arms and those property management companies tend to do much better. And so we have continued to layer on additional sources of revenue that are not exactly tied to investment sales 100% or not exactly tied to a market that is you know, skyrocketing. And I think that's really important because at the end of the day, for our business, and I think for the most successful businesses out there, it's not really about the product that you sell. It's about uh, the team. It's really about the team because the team controls the experience and people are willing to pay a premium for experience. And so if you can protect your team, then you're going to set yourself up to thrive no matter what part of the business cycle you're in. And for us, additional sources of revenue that is really close to what we started doing. They don't go too far, but having those additional sources of revenue that we can pivot to when times are changing is a big reason that we're excited about 2023 and beyond, whereas I think many other real estate professionals are not. That uh, I look back over the past couple of years, both the the real estate management arm and the the capital arm have both been one of our one, two of Jacksonville's fastest growing companies. Which not the first time we've had associated companies on the list, but it uh, I think it was the first time that we've had multiple years, you know, company with the same team behind them. Um, which, you know, I didn't says, know I didn't know that was allowed. Company. Right. <laughs> so long, long as long as they're different EINs, we're we're all good. 
There you go. So as we get closer to wrapping this up, let me kind of look slightly longer term and slightly broader. Obviously, again, I know you're you're very focused on Jacksonville, but Jacksonville is just one location in the broader state, the broader country. Looking at Florida, do you see the same growth continuing? Do you see the same amount of in-migration happening over the next couple of years, or is that going to stall out at some point as Florida fills up? You know, I think we have a lot of assets here in the state of Florida and in Jacksonville specifically that make it really attractive to people wanting to move here. It's it's no surprise that you've led the, you know, the, the country in population growth many times over the last geez, couple of decades, right? And now you had this untethering of folks during COVID for the, that they could actually make their decision of where they wanted to be and still be able to keep their job. And so that was a big, you know, surge of the the in-migration uh, here in Jacksonville. It's interesting because in 2023, you're going to have a, a different untethering, which is, you know, I think a lot of people are going to lose their job, unfortunately. That's what happens in recessions. And so you're going to have that untethering there. We had such an influx and we're waiting for the numbers to come out. We don't have the numbers sort of post-COVID as far as population growth, specifically in Jacksonville, uh, to the level of uh, that, that we want yet. But we're waiting for those numbers. We know that a ton of people moved here from the COVID effect. It would be, I think, really challenging for us to keep up that super accelerated pace, right? You would expect that that would probably not be sustainable. But our growth rate of population being higher than what it was five years ago, you can certainly see that happening, right? You've got so many good things that are happening when it comes to the jobs that are being created here and the type of jobs that are being created here. We had our fourth Fortune 500 company that is here in Jacksonville. That happened just last year. Uh, we have new job announcements that seem to be happening routinely here. I know we had 600 jobs coming from Paysafe. That was a brand new company that just came here and, and is headquartering here. And so there are so many things from an economic perspective that, you know, entice people to come and move here. So, yeah, I think we're going to continue to lead the way in population growth, but probably not as high as it's been, I think, which is okay for Jacksonville. Man, it's kind of like the residential real estate agents I talked to who are like, yeah, it was great to see the price appreciation, but yeah, it's good to have it just, you know, calm down a little bit. And that feel the same about migration of continuing, but yeah, just, you know, don't, don't go crazy. That's how I think. I mean, I, I love consistency. That's why I love this asset class. So while we appreciated 15 and 20% the last two years, you know, this asset class just works so well when you just buy and you hold and you stick to the time tested, proven metrics that play out over a full market cycle. And you don't have to have 10% appreciation. You don't have to have seven or six or 5% appreciation. Uh, you can just buy based on the principles and then you don't have to be Nostradamus. You don't have to know what's coming in the future. You can just buy and hold. And that's, I think that's why clients like this. Excellent. Well, that was everything I had to ask you. I do uh, appreciate once again, you taking the time to do this and uh, looking forward to see what is on the horizon for JWB in 2023. Thanks so much, Timothy. Always appreciate it, buddy. Thanks a bunch. Greg Cohen, co-founder of JWB Real Estate Capital, joining us. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Florida Business Journals, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy.